Last week, on the Lords of Grantham podcast, we watched Season 2, Episode 5 of Poldark. And spoiler alert, uh, Francis died. And we'll pick up from there this week on the Lords of Grantham podcast. Sweet Caroline Good times never seem so wake of uh, Francis's passing, we're back on the Lords of Grantham podcast. How are, how are you, Corey? How are you coping? Uh, I think I'm doing just fine, Dave. I, I think I, I left that to uh, last week. Um, how, how about you? Yeah, I'm not going to say I, I disagree there. I, I've, <laughs> okay. I've Are done you? my morning, I suppose. I guess this episode does a fair amount of mourning, but I, I mean, I guess before... I, I don't really mourn much for, for imaginary characters, so... Uh, I, I think I'm doing okay here. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, speaking of imaginary characters, mm-hmm. for once in history, Julian Fellows didn't screw us over by releasing prescient content after we record. Oh, you're talking about the Gilded Age trailer that just dropped the two-minute uh, reel? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I know I shared that with you, Dave, but I have actually not had a chance to watch it. I literally, you said, you texted me before this recording and said, I I need, you know, I'm going to be a few minutes late. And I said, okay. And then I'm sitting there like folding my laundry. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I guess I can watch this Gilded Age trailer. So, Well, Dave, what do you think? Tell me what you thought. I think it, it looks good. It looks like more <laughs> fellows. It does seem, you know, classism and new money versus old money. And But the cast is good, you know. I feel like you've t- just told me everything and nothing about this show, <laughs> which is fine. I think that's that's pretty much what we expect going into it. It's just it's more Julian Fellows. Uh, if you if you like Downton Abbey, hopefully you like this. That's what it seems like is the pitch of the show. Now, is there anything that Julian Fellows would do? You think do you think he has anything that up his sleeve that would really surprise anybody, or is he just sort of existing in this rarefied air that he's created for himself? I, I I think he has a brand that he's kind of created for himself of Julian Fellows content. You know, it's aligned with Gosford Park uh, and, and some of his other dramas. So I, I feel like, or you know, Belgravia. I, I think we know what we're going we're going to get out of this one. I, I you know, just some you know old school class warfare. War, I don't know warfare is the right word, but you know, social mm-hmm. stratification. Class, yeah, going, classism. Going out, being at odds with each other. Yeah, exactly. So sure. <laughs> Uh, when I have a chance to look at it, I'll give my two cents. But it sounds like, according to you, Dave, it's it's more fellows, huh? More fellows, which okay. seems fine. I mean, I got no problem with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the only other important uh, news, actually, is... So, for Universal Distributed Films, there was an announcement, announcement this past week that all of them that are released next year will be on streaming service uh, on their streaming service Peacock within 45 days of release except for the big blockbusters but they did confirm that Down Abbey A New Era will be streaming on Peacock 45 days after it comes out in theaters so for you know fans who do not want to venture out to the theaters just yet they can go and wait 45 days to watch it at home if they Mm -hmm. just have Peacock 
which and then you get all the wrestling content too. <laughs> yeah, all the WWE, WWE contents on there, all the the football or soccer content that you you'd like to watch. Um, I, I think it's uh, partially a reaction to a trend that's been going on in the movies where uh, adult targeted movies have not been doing well. It, it seems mm-hmm. like outside of the you know big blockbuster Mar- Marvel comic book type stuff, people are just not returning to theaters uh, just because they can, they have enough content at home. They don't need to go deal with that. So it makes a lot of sense. I can see a lot of older adults being like, you know what? I love Downton. Don't love being in the theater with strangers for two hours during this whole pandemic and just waiting it out. So mm-hmm. savvy move. I mean, I would hope ideally that uh, we continue to be safe and things like that, and people do continue to feel comfortable. But the, who knows the way the world's been? I mean, I just hope that Down makes enough money that they just keep turning these movies out for us until you know they say they don't want to do it anymore. But we know yeah, Julian we'll, will never say we'll never. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, who knows when that'll be? That won't be for a while. But there you have it. So for some people, they'll be seeing Down Abbey St. Patrick's Day weekend. For other people, they'll see it later than that or sooner than that. Who knows? Yeah, they'll see it in knows? April, end of April. Exactly. There you have it. So Or beginning of May, I guess. What Something have you? Like yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and I think that's only pertaining to America. I don't know what they're doing for the rest of the world with distribution. That's just what I know for North America. So well, The good thing about that is... Uh, just just spitballing right now, we could sort of do a, a ethically okay like stream along. Sure. Because it's gonna be available for pe- anyone who has the service. We can do like a hey, get Peacock, tune in at eight o'clock and we'll do a Life Zoom recording. or something like that. Yeah. It's entirely uh, on the table right now. So and that's pretty quick. That's a good turnaround, so yeah, get excited. Cool. I, they're cautious to say like that does not mean Jurassic World or whatever. <laughs> like you'll still have to maybe wait for that one. It's like, okay. All now right. is the first Downton movie on Peacock? Uh, it's not one of the streaming services. I feel like it's just hopped around from HBO to Hulu or not Hulu to Peacock to I don't know where. Man, I can't keep up. I know the Downton series is on Netflix, but you can't find the movie on Netflix. The movie is elsewhere. I think it may okay. be on Peacock, but I don't know anymore. Like it, it's so hard to keep up with these things. Yeah, especially like <laughs> when we just have one way of doing it and I've had that like three disc Blu-ray sitting on my shelf waiting for us to revisit the movie. I, so I, The way I just said it made it sound like such a struggle and I don't mean to portray it that way, but it really is just like, I just don't, I don't know, man. Just, it's just, a first world problem that we don't have to think about right now. So why yeah, should we, you can we find got it. nothing to worry about. But you know where you can find Poldark, at least in North America? Amazon Prime. Exactly. One of the worst services out there. We're not shilling Amazon Prime. Uh, I will say I like the features on Amazon Prime better than a lot of these other streaming services. I like when you push pause, you can see all the actors, the x-ray vision. So, listeners, as you can tell, Dave has been paid by Amazon to, to say that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love Bezos. Just me and Dwayne Johnson are big Bezos fans. How do you pronounce his name? You say Bezos? Bezos. It's Bezos. 100%. It's That's Jeffrey what I said. Bezos. Okay. I heard Bezos. I think you need new headphones or it's, maybe it's just actually just a piece of trash is the way to refer to him as hey yeah hey. maybe maybe that's what Dwayne Johnson called him <laughs> <laughs> biggest piece of Texas trash uh okay so let's get to pole dark season two episode six where do we want to start with this one well I mean where else can we really start there's a gloom hanging over wheel grace there there's some fog hanging low this pole dark is a show that kicks you while you're down I I laughed at this opening reveal that that they went into real quick. Uh, it's it's a whole monologue. 
Mm -hmm. that it's fool's copper. It wasn't real copper. It was, it was quartz. It was, it was quartz <laughs> uh, with a couple other elements in it. And they, they repeat it like two or three times, so we were clear. It was fool's copper. So <laughs> Francis quite literally died a fool. <laughs> this better be in the books. I mean, I don't want to read these books, but I kind of want to explore the synopses, the cliff notes. What you going to do, Francis? Act a fool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rest in peace, You Francis. just got home. You lost your job. <laughs> Tell me what you're going to do, Francis. Act a fool. Mm -hmm. um, I, I just like how they're all just like, it was like, come on, man. It was so obvious. It was, it was, <laughs> it was not copper. Oh, man. That's such a shame. If only he was like a little bit taller. He would have made it. If he had a little better upper body strength. Yeah. He, he bl blew his arms out um, weeding. And using the scythe in the field, the blisters are what got him. But I did, I did actually laugh at that. That the idea that Francis' entire death was just in vain for nothing. <laughs> it was just like, what was the point of all that? Great. Um, I mean, like, where is there to start with this? I know. Um, I mean, they put flowers. Just... I mean, we see Elizabeth playing flowers in front of Francis' portrait. Uh, mm -hmm. Verity's crying. Ross is just staring off in the distance. It, they really do spend their time. Uh, with everyone kind of just like wallowing uh, in, in the loss of Francis. Who knew that they missed him so much? And, and months have passed since he died, so this isn't some fresh wound. Mm -mm. No, he, he'd be gone. Um, well, we just <clears> want... <throat> wow, man, because all the, all the plots kind of tied together this time. I feel like this is a two-plot episode. You'd start it off then, Dave. So no. as we say, <laughs> seven months have passed. And guess yeah. who tells us that? It's our favorite character who comes in the beginning of every episode. Caroline. Us she's a, of age. <laughs> right, right. They, they sent her away long enough just to come back that she is 18. Mm -hmm. Right on time for Dwight. Um, it seems like they have stayed in contact the whole time as we learned that he has been writing her uh, this entire time. Mm -hmm. But he's, he's not too keen to see her at first because I think she bumps into Ross actually on the road first. Yeah, and she's very, and we've said this before, but she's very forward with Ross. Like she's very flirty with Ross. She's a flirt. Uh, mm hmm. But yeah, he he rides by. She's like, yeah, I've been gone seven months, and she's sorry to hear about Francis. Um, hope your venture's going okay. And Ross is like, it's not. And she's like, all right, well, best of luck. Mm hmm. But she did she did hear about Dwight because, uh. Early in this episode, a body wash ashore. <laughs> Don't yeah, know what. And in, in a, it's a very bizarre, uh, ethically curious scene. Yes. Yeah, so the the leg has a tattoo on it. That I, I don't know if we're supposed to know what the reference is, but he, he starts the sawing on the body to saw that leg off. Like literally, like he's like, "Well, this body's dead. You two be gone." Takes out the saw and begins to almost start cutting into this leg. So uh, unethical. I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. But we, we do see him prying open that leg afterwards and be like, oh, that's how that works. Smash cut to him snapping a leg, a woman's leg into place. Ros Rosina, the woman Rosina. from the last episode. And she could walk again suddenly. Who knew? Yeah, yeah. And she, he's like, just stand up. Stand up. And and he's like, I'll catch you if you fall. And, and the woman's husband is like, or father's like, no, I, I got this. I got this. And then she's cured. Just put a bandage, bandage she, on there until she's feeling okay. 
He all because he mutilated a body. Um, interesting science. Imagine if he tried to fix her leg there and he just further fractured her leg. <laughs> Imagine if he just like, misread that. Just, ah! <laughs> shouldn't have, shouldn't have cut apart that that stranger's corpse that washed up. I, it's so so strange. I don't even know if we needed all that, but I do get the sense mm-hmm. that they have fifty eight minutes that they're contractually obligated to fill, so they got they got to put in some stuff. Um, unless it's in the book, who knows? But either way, that word had reached Caroline that he is working miracles out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I think Ross sits down with Dwight for like some lunch, and he's like, "Have you seen Caroline?" And it's like, "No, I'm, I'll get around to her." You know, not actively pursuing her at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's one of those people that he knows that the that this is kind of doomed mm-hmm. in its own way, right? So he's a little hesitant. Not that he's not into her because he's writing her letters all the time, but mm-hmm. he's not like, you know, fooling himself with what's going on here. Hmm. But uh, well, do we want to? I mean, this, I feel like this plot that we don't get too too much out of. I guess. I, I, never mind. I was going to say accelerates. Could, yeah. So she she's talking to Ray. Pen- uh, Ray, her uncle. Yep, her uncle. And he's stressing what we've been thinking all along, which is just like. You're an heiress, and you have an inheritance of about, you know, several thousand pounds, and I have sign-off on who you marry. And it ain't going to be this doctor that you've been rooming around town with or, you know, you seem so in love with. He, he's not into mm-hmm. it. And uh, I feel like a little bit before this, she does run into to, to Dwight, and they go racing horses on, on the beach. Is that before or They after? do it twice. Um, they do it twice in this episode where they race horses. Yeah, they the meet place. in their their area where they kissed the last week when she was 17. Right. Now he really kisses her. Yeah, he's like, hoo <laughs> I can really go in. Uh, yeah, they're really happy to see each other. And But, yeah, this Ray guy is just like, this is not working. And Caroline's going to go to the Truro to do some business. And Ray's like, this is a great time to speak to that fella that Dwight fella because he, he writes a note for Dwight to come visit him mm-hmm. and somewhere along the way I think Caroline is informed about Ross's situation his circumstances that we'll get to later but she, she's yeah, on the because, up up because on um, Dwight when Dwight when Caroline asked Dwight about oh his Ross. investments in the the mines and stuff or his money yeah, he, yeah. what money does he have he's invested in both mines and he gets what he can from being a doctor mm-hmm. which isn't much yeah, he said 40 pounds a year. So he's just doing a lot of pro bono work, it sounds like. Yeah, cutting legs off and uh, <laughs> testing the, the innards to make sure that, that is can wild. There's some kind teenagers' of, legs. There's something hilarious just thinking about how expensive healthcare is today in America. And then back then it was just like, yeah, pay the guy if you want to for being, for being charitable. They really, I mean, they really the, flipped Dr. the script Ch- there. Dr. Choke said she got to cut the leg off. Yeah. So... Anyways, though, that's where she learns about Ross's situation and how Dwight does not have money, and then that's why Ray Penn, Penn Venon is just like this guy, and that he needs he needs some dough. I mean, I don't think he realizes after that. I think he just kind of knows. Yeah. Right. He also assumes that yeah, like the doctor may be in it for the money because he knows how much people are aware that she has money coming in. Mm-hmm. And also, it should be noted that Ray is a minor investor in this the Carnmore Copper Company, the smelting company. Yep. That went bottom up. So, you know, as much of a uh, stick up his butt as he may have, he's 
he's on Team Ross, as we see later in this episode when Demel's is trying to get Ross to go to him. 100%. So, Ray meets with Dwight, and mm-hmm. he doesn't mince words. He's like, I, I, I know people like you. I know what you're kind of after. You, you want, <clears throat> you know, the money, obviously. And Dwight's like, no, I really just like her. Like, mm-hmm. have you seen her? Have you seen your, your niece? Woo-wee! And he does that right in front of Ray. He starts panting like a dog. And Ray's like, like what a 17 year 18 year old. <laughs> Ray's like, calm yourself, boy. Get out of here. Yeah. Uh, but he does make it clear to Ray, at least, that like he actually cares about Caroline. But Ray makes it clear to him, it's just not going to happen. You don't have any money. It just ain't going to work. Mm-hmm. And the, doc- the Dr. Dwight is like, well, she's 18. She can make these decisions herself. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, see ya. Yeah. And it's also a thing where, like, he t- like Ray tells him, like, you know, she has about 6,000 pounds coming in. And he's like, wait, that's it? Well, that's lower than I thought. I didn't even get out of it. I don't even really care that much. He's <laughs> like, I don't need money. Yeah. He I, says, I got, money can't buy me, love. Right. I only need 40 pounds and whatever people, you know, spare me. I'm set. So... I think we we get another scene where yeah, Dwight meets up with her, mm-hmm. and they just decide to go horse racing again. Mm-hmm. To which we get some really bad stunt doubles. I don't know if you recognize this, Dave, but they do some like low angles where there's clearly someone who's not uh, the actress who's Caroline <laughs> on a horse. It just looks like someone with like a yellow box for hair on their head <laughs> because it's like she has so much yellow hair. Uh, not the best stand-ins, um, but they do race horses. Yeah, they ride around. Yeah, they, they horse around. Um, but I think we get one more scene, though, of, at least of Ray and um, and Caroline and him just being like, don't. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And, her and just, we also see that, like, the two of them together, Dwight and Caroline, and they, they're both, like, well aware of the fact that this is not kosher. This is not going to work. Yeah. 100%. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see if it lasts. But it seems like very much, it seems like they're on the same page for once. Yeah, and it seems, it seems like more of a challenge for Dwight to overcome mm-hmm. more so than like a denial situation. And I think that the thrill of the hunt is kind of in the, in the, the air right now. For, Here, here's an for, idea, and it, it may sound crazy, but Dwight, buddy, maybe just charge some people for your services just a little bit. Just ask for like, you know... <laughs> Start a private practice Five or something. Pence. I, I mean, yeah, you're doing so much work around town. You're building up a better reputation than Choke. Just see what Choke's rates are and just, you know, match them at least. <laughs> That's all he's got to do, really. Well, why, why did he travel to where Ross is if he was just going to, you know, settle for not more, you know, much more than he was earning elsewhere? Come on, dude. Well, some, it's funny because, you know, he'd say he, he initially came to do testing and, and research on the on the people in the mines. That's true. Maybe he spent enough time down there. He was just like, you know what? I don't need to do much too. I mean, he's still around. He still hangs around that area. Maybe Ross is like his only friend. Maybe he doesn't have any other friends or family. Perhaps. The war was he else? Otherwise, was he just in school, I guess, the entire time? I guess we need to read the books, really. Oh, he's at war. Sure. We need to read the books. And we do see, because uh, Caroline's like, how come you don't go to Bath or one of these cities? Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, why should I? There's more for me to do out here. 
there's more farm animals for me to take care of with people with people not questioning whether I'm capable to take care of farm animals or not. He's, <laughs> or you know, he's like, I don't know. I'm, I'm not actually a doctor. I, I like I'm the idea that out, out there on the outskirts of town, you can have doctors that are free will and like uh, Dwight who can like prescribe things for animals to people. They just want to be, you know, something to everyone. They don't want to be held to just human uh, <laughs> uh, health cases. Yeah. So, that's that plot line. Yeah, and we see um, there's one shot of Ted, mm-hmm. the guy who got locked up the for the free trading. And yep. we're gonna get more into free trade, but I feel like they just have him walk across the screen, and they're like, "Hey, Ted, <laughs> yeah, how was uh how was jail, or how was the labor camp?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm good, I'm back." Oh yeah, he's like, "All uh, right, th- we'll see." <laughs> yeah, three months for like uh, three years. Okay, well, that, that sounds rough. <laughs> he just sits out at the table, like, yeah, okay. So, yeah, I mean, it really is a lot of Ross going on, uh, Elizabeth uh, getting over stuff, and, and Demelza, that whole a triangle of, of nonsense. Mm-hmm. Uh, where do we start with that? Do we want to talk? How, how much exactly does it all link up? So do we want to talk about Ross and Elizabeth? Yeah, I mean he's going over there um, to check check on uh, check in on her, see how she's doing. Um, she also owns the 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 shares now uh, through her son that Francis owned to Wheel uh, Grace. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know they have to see each other maybe just a little bit more now if they're if they're in business together. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a, supposedly once a week. He's mm-hmm. supposed to be going over there, but according to Demelza, sometimes it's double that. Sometimes right. it's more than twice, sometimes more. And now this is like the third episode in a row where Demelza's concerned about Ross's time with Elizabeth, even though we've seen her, seen it reconfirmed to her from Ross, from Francis, that he is very much in love with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, she still has concerns about him doing this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and meanwhile, she's like hoarding like oils and and stuff uh, for as a Christmas gift. By the way, this is a Christmas episode. This is very much a Christmas episode. Oh yeah, well she's stockpiling because um, because Ross might go to jail. Right. So she's she's just basically hoarding all these things in the event that he's locked up and she needs to ration and save. She's stockpiling. Yeah. And, and so yeah. It, it, Right, so and this is all taking place around Christmas, where he has his promissory note hanging over his head that the war leggings are are calling in for him to pay. Yep, they're saying December twenty sixth. You owe it all. This is some yeah. real Ebenezer Scrooge. I don't know. That's pretty courteous to wait until the day after Christmas. If if you want to if you want to be cruel, go for the throat before Christmas. That that that's how you hurt people. <laughs> no, I mean. It is a pretty cruel period to call this whole sum at once. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, anyways, though, yeah, Ross is just getting ready, like, probably going to have to go to jail tonight uh, or in a few days because... I, I feel like Ross spends a lot of time trying to pull these plans out. He's very cavalier about the idea of going to jail. I feel like once he got off, he's just like, you know what, I'm, I'm bulletproof at this point. If I have to go to jail, I'll get out real easy. No, no worries. He, he seems like very like okay with it at this point, which is so mm-hmm. strange. He just had a child not more than a year ago. 
Yeah, and there's a lot of strange decisions going on here mm-hmm. because he sees that uh, Elizabeth is struggling. Yeah. And he wants to give her some kind of financial security. And, and Pasco, his his banker buddy, mm-hmm. is like, is, it, is this something... You really want to give her money? Like, you're about to go to jail. Yeah, this is Don't not Don't you want to leave wise. something for your family? So Ross comes up with this whole wackadoo plan mm-hmm. that if he offers to... If he sells his shares of Wheel Leisure, so he's fully done with that, yep. takes, that takes that money mm-hmm. and offers that money to... Buy the Elizabeth. remaining Francis shares of Wheel Grace, which are also 600 pounds. Mm-hmm. Then he'll completely own it, and Elizabeth will have the money to carry her through, you know, the short term at least, because they really need the money. Yes. So she's not um, further under the thumb of George. Right, and also just has money to, to live with, because currently they don't have anything. Yeah, they're, they're cold. There's nothing for... Christmas. Yep. It's, yeah. Pretty rough. Uh, yeah, yeah. Which also, as we as we must know, Pasco says that idea is ludicrous. You're literally going to go to jail. You're already in debt. <laughs> what, what are you thinking, Ross? And Ross is just kind of actually sits there. He's like, you know what? You got a point. I should really like rethink my life choices. <laughs> but he doesn't change No, his, he, he, he doesn't. He's going to go through it anyway. He's a, man, he's a madman, really, at the end of the day. I, I feel like... Ross is like the definition of insanity. He keeps doing the same stuff of going through these, you know, old mines, hoping to find something, and then making these bad deals and hoping for different ex- like results. He he literally is insane. As long as the Warligans are there, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh so anyways though. So this this we touched on it. Yeah, that, yeah, he does. He does that, and Elizabeth is like shocked by it. Yeah, she's so happy, which is nice. It's good for her. Yeah, she can really use it. And and well, and she calls upon Ross to to confer and say like, is this something I should do? Who would want shares of that? And Ross is like, I think you should take it. Yeah. And something tells me this is gonna sneak up and and right. There, there's something about the way like Ross breaks it to her like because she like confronts him like because he you know it's all being done under the guise of anonymity that she will not know that it's Ross who's mm-hmm. buying these and he's like this is a great idea you should do this and it's like I don't know Elizabeth you should get a second opinion Ross seems like almost too like you know into this idea mm-hmm. yeah and, and they, they say oh it's an anonymous person not George Warligan we're making sure so yeah. what anonymous person is like. I'm anonymous, but I'm not this person. Yeah. It's strange. Who else could it be? I do like that they also note that they started the whole Wheel Grace endeavor about a year ago. And it's like, you mean at the end of the episode uh, five, or, or we're in episode six, the end of episode four, that was a year ago? Man, jeez. Time flies. Apparently. Um, which would explain, I guess, why Demelza keeps having her doubts about... Uh, Ross uh, and whether he's faithful or not because I guess time is passing just we don't see it mm-hmm. um, we, uh, one side note though uh, so Verity is staying at the home but she wants to go home for Christmas to be with her family mm-hmm. and Agatha's yeah. like why does she gotta go somewhere 
Yeah. Agatha is eating the, the least appetizing soup in this episode, by the way. I don't know what Oh, it the, looks like ranch. It's like she's eating ranch dressing. Oh, yeah. It looks like she's eating gruel. Just straight up gruel. It's... She's old. She's on a special diet. <laughs> they put whatever they can in the bowl and just, you know, she eats it. She says she's 95, right, in this episode? Yep. She says, and to George. That and is George says, you should, you should go talk to your, you should make an appointment with your coffin maker. Yeah, he does tell her. Do you, do you enjoy these, these this back and forth between George and her and Agatha? I feel like it's, it's going to have some weird moment. And yeah. I'm looking forward to it, but I feel like. If we get one more, I'm going to be done. We'll I, feel three. Like, I mean, we do get another moment like later in this episode or whatever when he comes to visit and she's like telling the son, like, don't deal with him or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. It, 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 there's almost like too much negative energy hanging over their interactions for it to be enjoyable. It's almost like too like mean-spirited against each other to be funny. For me, yeah, at least. Because he, yeah, because he thinks he's getting away with it. Mm-hmm. It's like he's the only person, she's the only person that he reveals his true colors to. Yeah, hundred percent. I guess while we're while we're here, George is continues to solicit Elizabeth to befriend him, uh huh, and tells Elizabeth that he's hanging out with her mom. So, so last week, Dave, when I asked you, like, do you think he'll, you know, mention anything to Elizabeth about Fran- what Francis said to him or anything along those lines? You, you were like, well, I hope he's not that low, you know, like. But he, he just disregarded everything that Francis told him at the end of last week. He's just swooping right he in. He brings over like he brings over like six gummy strawberries in uh-huh. a gold box. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, this is for the kid. Yep. It's like if somebody gave you a G.I. Joe and a golden chest. <laughs> like who and, huh? and Elizabeth talks to Ross about this at one point in the episode and it's like, I don't understand what advice Ross is giving, but he's saying like well, you can be friends with him. Who am I to say who, you, who, who for you to be friends with? And it's like, Ross, don't you understand what's going on here? Then The man doesn't want to just be friends. This guy is wanting something more. He's taking dinner with her mom. Yeah. What friend goes to dinner with their mom? Yeah. That's strange. You know is, Unless he's trying to romance the mom. Fan. Yeah, well, hey. hey. You know who's not a fan of this to begin with? Carrie? Uncle, Uncle Carrie. He's like, look, dude. <laughs> I got an army of seventeen-year-olds <laughs> looking for some money. Lean and mean. Why and you keep hanging and, with this this woman? And you keep hanging out with this twenty-nine-year-old. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, she's twenty-nine. Okay, all right. She already got a child. She's already in debt. What do you want want with her? He's like, yeah. What do you gain? And George is like, dude, then, there's more to it than that, kind of. And then they show a scene of George having a tea with. Elizabeth is Elizabeth's mom, mm-hmm. and Carrie is just sitting there, like totally, you know, falling in line. Like I think George has the power here, and Carrie is just—he's like in the crown with Prince Philip and um, the uncle, the, right. the former king. Yeah, he's like, like he counsel. can he can do his best to guide him, but yeah, he's, he's not the man. Right. Although he definitely seems to have a better idea of things to do than, than George. Uh, yeah, but. George is operating just purely out of spite in this episode. But then again, so mm-hmm. it very much is Carrie when he's like, we got to kill Poldark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got to go, go through it for the throat. Um, but George isn't really doing so much this episode, just so much as just waiting for the hammer to come down on Ross. Uh, uh, that, that's not true. 
on Christmas, he shows up at the doorstep and says, he says, hey, Elizabeth, can I take you for a couple hours? Yeah. And Elizabeth is like, no, nah, I don't think so. And then Elizabeth's mom's like, you have to go. Mm-hmm. So George takes her. Yeah. To a society Christmas party. That's true. There's not much to it as far as what it, but happens it's kinda like the plot. he's almost like introducing her as his like significant like plus one. And even I think they even get her in a nice dress and stuff to, you know, appear like in front of these other, you know, debutantes, I don't know, rich folk. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh yeah. So they're definitely setting it up for more. Yeah, yeah. So Anyways, we'll see where that goes. Yeah. Ross could, uh, Ross could stop this, but he, he's not getting in the way yet. With George and Elizabeth? Yeah. Well, I feel like he's he's in such a pickle with Elizabeth himself. Right. What does he do? That he's... Who is he to tell her, like, hey, you need to, to not flirt with people? And it should be noted, by the way, that Verity does leave to go be with her family. Yeah. <laughs> It's like pouring Part rain. Part of me thought on Agatha was going to drop dead when Verity left, just because this show has a, a history of yeah. not letting things turn out well when they should. Yep. But, uh, yeah, she's gone. And a lot of this episode is just, what is Ross going to do? He's scrambling to, to find a way to pay off this this promissory note. Demelza keeps going to him being like, you got to like call in like some you know favors from friends. They'll definitely bail you out of this. And Ross is like, too proud. He's too proud to, to do that. I mean, at one point she's like, "What does she say?" It's like, "Is it too much money?" Or are you? Just, she outright says, "Like, are you just too proud to do this?" And Ross is like, "Hey, it's cool." Yeah, he's, he's doing. So fine. Ross is dealing with a, a two pretty big, three pretty big things if you include this promissory note. Mm-hmm. So he's looking for. He remembers our our pal Mark, right, who murdered his wife. I'd never Ooh. thought in a million years this guy would come back to figure into to the plot in a big way. <laughs> this would be like if like Pamuk came back from the dead or something. They're like, hey, remember this dude who he said was involved something in one that was pretty really important, important plot line once. Yeah, uh, so strange. Um, it, yeah, it, it would be like if uh, what you call it the the fake brother uh, on, on Down. Oh Abbey yeah, came, yeah, yeah. Figure back in, so, but. The thing is, Mark had an idea that Wheel Grace did have the copper. He would know where to find it. And the thing was, he was not a fool. He was a legit miner. So he would know where it was. So they need to find him to be able to, you know, get some value out of, out of this mine. So mm-hmm. Ross strikes a deal with the bootleggers. Yeah, who, the free trade dudes. Yeah, that they want to come in at, uh, um, was it? They don't want to do their operations all in one night because... They think that's when the person who may be sharing inside information is operating with them. He wants to be able to mm-hmm. pull, choose like the trend crumb, the guy who's organizing this thing, wants to be able to choose his own crew, move over multiple nights, so he doesn't have to deal with having in people he wouldn't want to be there involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for this deal, Ross asks for extra money and help in finding Mark Davis. Yeah. So. And they said that where they have to store the stuff. In the house. In in Ross's library. Mm-hmm. And Demelza's like, I, I don't even know why you're asking my permission. You're just going to do what you want anyway. Yeah, more or less. I mean, 
I mean, we're kind of jumping around, but I, yeah, he's he's just like, you got me. I, I am pretty much going to do it. We need money. Like this will keep bring you money while I'm in prison because I am definitely going to prison. <laughs> That's just what it is. I'm going to prison. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'm going to debtor's prison. <laughs> this is going to happen. Uh, so they just kind of go around in circles this whole episode on on that note. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, there's even the thing where, like, I think late in the episode, we get to Christmas Day, and she's made this nice dinner, and he's just reading the paper. <laughs> just looking at the paper. Right. And uh, what was he? he? He's, like, reading about like something, like, really grim, too. Like, some people, like... Like, in France, it's like an explosion or something Right, like and that, people died. War. And she's like, you want some gravy? And he's like, what? <laughs> gravy. Oh. And she gets up from dinner, from, from the table. Uh, we don't even really see the kid at the dinner table there either. No, we see him. We see him oh, in a wide shot. Okay. I I just don't pay any attention to him. Uh. Anyways, though. They they got they got to figure out what to do. But Ross gets called in to go to visit Pasco. Mm-hmm. Uh. And Demel's is like, I'm coming. If right. This is your last stand. I'm coming to hang. And, and by this point, we did find out. I think that. Mark has not been found. He's vanished off the face yeah, of the like, earth. Oh, yeah. He, he, yeah, they don't say he's dead. They say he's dropped off the face of the earth. Right. There's a key distinction there. Do you think we'll see Mark this season? Yes, I think I think Mark is our saving grace. Yeah, I, I think that that's true. And, and by the way, what was... Who was the person that Ross went to go visit in the jail cell? Oh, man, that was um, that was the, the guy... Oh, Francis got in jail? Or no, no, no. That was the three month guy who he only had three. That months was Ted, out. who's out yeah. free. Right. Um, That's right. Was it Tonkin? Was his name right? Yeah. But Ross has an exchange like, "You'll be getting out the day before I get in there. <laughs> here's some beer, or here's some rum, or here's whatever alcohol I'm drinking." Yeah, I forget. I forget exactly who he who he he's, is. He's recognizable. Our, he's a familiar face. Yeah, he was in there before. Um, Maybe one of the town rioters or something. Yeah, I think he was. He's one of the people involved with the. I think he's in. Is he in that first wave of people that got locked up for the free trading? Potentially. Oh yeah, yeah. That that's true. It may he might be. Somebody tell us because we forget. <laughs> There's too many characters. Who is Tonkin? But but yeah, he he has that exchange with that guy. Uh, and there's one other thing that Ross does this episode. Before all that, I don't know, but he he. I don't he, know. he there's a, there's a lot that goes on in this episode. I'll t- I'll tell you. Oh, no, there's that one moment, though, where, like, uh, Trent Crom is, like, trying to tell him, I need my own crew. And they make a point of calling out this Charlie fella who, who's, like, yeah. coming in there. And everyone's like, Charlie, Charlie, are we supposed to know who this guy is, Charlie? Apparently, he's been in multiple episodes. I do not recognize him. But they, it's, it's the same thing as... snitch, right? That's what they... That's who they assume is the snitch, is Charlie, because he, he walks in there. It, no, well, it's just biggest the is the snitch. This oh, is not Vegas the same is. snitch from last week. No, no. But this is, I felt like the same Ted energy here where everyone's like, oh, we all got to do something for Ted. Whereas like, Charlie, Charlie, Charlie we all, we all you. believe you. You're totally <laughs> not going to be the people. one who snitches us out. We're yeah. naming you more than halfway through the season. Either way, this is all to make the point that there's a murderer's row of people out there who are friends with Ross and maybe in a position to help him. And this is important because... Ross goes to see Pasco with Demelza. She wants to come with him. And he gets some great news. We get an offer. 
Yes. Some anonymous donor, much in the same way that Ross just did this, they're running the same plot twice, mm-hmm. has offered to buy the debt from the Warligans or pay it off in full and then own, and charge Ross like zero interest. Yeah, and Ross is like that. That's a terrible deal. Why would they want that? Like terrible deal for them. Mm-hmm. That makes no sense. And Pascal's like, it's somebody that that has faith in you in your enterprise. Mm-hmm. And it's like, huh? Who could it be? And they they literally run down like the entire checklist of random people that they could think of. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you, uh, uh, someone else. Um, Judd. No, they don't say Judd. By the way, where is Judd? Where's Judd been? It's been like over a year since we've seen him. Where? He's finding Mark. That would be the ideal usage of Judd. We see a lot of Prudy this episode helping out, but we do not know where Judd has really been. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, was it Trencrom? Was it someone else who who may have helped? Uh, No, it it wasn't anyone he would expect. It was Caroline. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> uh, so who who saw this coming not me yeah I mean I, I didn't quite see this as the outcome I didn't I honestly didn't think there was going to be some kind of Hail Mary move I thought I thought Ross might go to jail I did like it though I did like it I did like it as a way to show her being like I'm going to do my own thing don't care what they say and you know, really tying in together to show she's a good person and stuff. This is her making steps, and good for Ross, because it leads to a great moment for Ross. No, oh, yeah, Ross and Demelza get to go into the into the Warligan's house, the belly of the beast, and, and, and he just he slow plays it. <laughs> I'm so sorry and regretful to tell you that I am not going to jail. Here's your money. Bye bye. <laughs> oh, that's great. And, <laughs> Carrie just cuts a, a promo there. How? How? <laughs> dark. It really does seem like like Velma. He's like he calls. Was it after they walk out? His wife a slut, Demelza. <laughs> uh, and he's like he has no allies or friends. Like we will get him back. Like, but they keep saying that. But he has, he has Penvenin. He has uh, Pasco's got money. Yeah. These people aren't broke, you know? No. And it's funny. It just it starts to feel like almost like um, a cartoon show, like the Inspector Gadget or something where, like, we'll get them next time. I got a plot for next time. <laughs> like, this scheme didn't mm-hmm. work out, but next time we'll get them. And it's just like, this is so silly, these two scheming so Move hard on, against George. Ross. <laughs> yeah. Like, what, what, He's really? better than you. He's besting you. Find a 17-year-old and move on. Yeah, he paid off your promissory note. <laughs> like... You know, that's probably a bad investment for George, too. He probably overpaid for that promissory note. And then... Yeah. Got nothing to show for it. Man, that's the... that's the. Well, then we have... We go home. Mm-hmm. By the way, Caroline owns a promissory note now at that less rate. So I, I'd love it if she were to flip it on Ross one day. It'd be like, I own turn you. Turn teal. Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's not out of the question. No. It's entirely not. She's 18. She has plenty of time to change. <laughs> that, that, that is true still, still a young person but yeah we go back home we, we hear Demelza singing to the to her son do you think that's actually the actress singing I hope so seems like too good of a singer for it not to be her like it's okay. it would, 
if if it wasn't actually her, I feel like it would be a waste of money to hire someone to do that like voiceover. Yeah. Yep. Good voice though. Very good voice. Sure. But and yeah, Ross is like Merry Christmas. He, 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 I mean, he lays it, he lays it down. He's just like, I barely notice you at all lately. That, that's on me. That's my bad. That's my fault. Like, I'm, so, I'm sorry, my life was on the line. Yeah, I was going to debtor's prison. So, so what does he got for her? He got some socks. Some silk stockings, baby. Yep. And, and he puts it up the the leg, and it, they actually play real sexy here, where he he rolls it all the way up her leg, ties a ribbon around it. Whew. And then I've been really trying. Yeah, we hear him howl at the moon, and that's the end of the episode. (laughs) And then Poldark. Yeah, I mean, I think this is a a nice follow up to last week's like absolute gut punch. For sure, definitely just working their way back to you know some forward motion. There's also a scene that we didn't touch on. I believe it's Verity talking to Demelza earlier Mm -hmm. in the episode where, where. There, he, she's talking about how often she's going to see Elizabeth. Ross is going to see Elizabeth. Yeah. And 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 they say, uh, well, well, how do you feel about like Ross? Do you think he's actually doing anything? And then Demelza makes a great um, comparison where she says that, be, like, loving someone is like church. Mm-hmm. Like, if you believe, you believe, and if you don't, why bother even being a part of it? Yeah. And yeah, and it's it's like it's very on the nose for Demelza even and then they say, "Well, do you believe?" Mhm. And she's like, "Well, most of the time I do." <laughs> That's true. And then also Ross refer <laughs> Ross says that uh in late not not in the beginning. Mhm. In a later sequence, Ross says that that Francis died, he drowned like a dog in a well. And it was a wanton, useless waste of it all. Like, he really goes in on the fact. I, that. I almost want him retroactively. I know I had um, Francis going up at number th- at number one last week. I almost retroactively want to put him going down because they really did just kind of like piss on you his grave. This week. <laughs> 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 he was a dummy all along. And it's like, uh, what a good turnaround to the fact that like Francis is just like a kind of a dope. <laughs> He, he he had us hoodwinked. He wasn't. He was never smart. <laughs> he was never clever. He was just a dummy through and through. But le- don't let that discount the, the words he shared dummy. with Demelza. That you know, Ross did love her. That uh, does love her. Um, Damn. Let's get into these these power rankings. We've we've. Yeah. I think we've broken this episode down thoroughly. Sure. Who do you well, got going down, Corey? Number three, I got Ray Penn Pen Venom. Same. Can't keep, so do I. Can't keep his daughter from uh, being with his, his Dwight fella. And then she's running around dropping money uh, that, you know, he probably wouldn't be too happy to learn about. So 100% that one, number three. And not to mention, not to mention that uh, Dr. Dwight shows up and he tries to like tell him mm-hmm. off. And this uh, penniless country doctor is basically like, shut up, dude. And yeah. He's out. like, he's like, man, you're not that bad. I want to hate you, but I can't, but I can't let you marry her. But I, I kind of like you, but I don't. Anyways, we'll see. Uh, number two, I got George Worligan because his whole yep. plan just folds. He he does he doesn't get Ross in jail. He gets the promissory mm-hmm. note paid off. Just another L and another week for the uh, for George. Yeah, I agree. He's my number two as well. Well, number one's for me. It, it, I don't know if it's the same for you, but it's Carrie. Oh yep, yep. He's a lot more hot than George over this. <laughs> not not only is he a lot more hot, he has to sit around and 
and talk to Elizabeth's mother, even though he hates her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, Elizabeth's mother doesn't make much of an impression on me this episode. Didn't think much of her. She's just there. She's vain. Sure. She, you know, she wants Elizabeth back on the market mm-hmm. to, and starting to provide for herself or, you know, find a man who can provide. Yeah. And Logan Roy doesn't go to his wedding. That too. <laughs> uh, well, who's going up, Dave? Number three, I got I got Dr. Dwight. Same here. Man, we're in lockstep. He's a... What a week, you know? He cut... He, I, smooches? I don't. I don't know if uh, I don't. I think he desecrates a body. <laughs> <laughs> he gets away with it though. Um, uh, he he cures this this young lady Rosina's. Mm-hmm. Her name is Hoblin. Rosina he Hoblin. Cures her hobble because she literally is Hoblin. <laughs> her H O B L Y N Hoblin. Gr- great that. great naming there. That's awesome. And he's he's he tells off rape and venom, uh-huh. and he's making he's slow playing Caroline. Good on Dwight. 100% agree. Well, who's number two for you? It's Ross. Okay. Because Tell Ross has got his head so far up his own rear mm-hmm. that, you know, he's sort of marrying the fact that he's going to suffer. But he's making all of these money moves on the side. You know, he he's setting up Elizabeth with this 600 pounds to float her through this unfortunate thing that George is putting her through and the fact that she just broke. Yeah. Um, he's made a deal with the free traders that's going to make him money and probably bite him in the, the, the butt later. But as of now, it's good. And then he, he wins. Mm-hmm. An anonymous person comes to and shares their generosity with him. Yeah. Big win. That's true. Well, at number two, I got Elizabeth. Ross makes clear this episode that, you know, Demelza can take care of herself. Uh, but before he came into the picture, she was resourceful. And, mm-hmm. like, you know, so if he goes to jail, she'll be okay. Elizabeth, not so much. So she <laughs> needs, he literally says that pretty much uh, directly. Like, Elizabeth needs the money that he can get from selling his shares and, and buying uh, Francis' shares. So she gets that. She also gets some gummies and a basket from George. Gets taken to a party, you know. People are really watching out for her. like it. It's a party. <laughs> no, but people are watching out for her, and things are going well for Elizabeth this episode. People people are vying for her interest, so. Or just making sure she's okay. So good for her. Good for Elizabeth. Okay. Yeah. But number one, mm-hmm. I got Caroline. Oh, same. 100% it's Caroline. So you don't know, Ross doesn't even rank for you? <laughs> Elizabeth had a better week than Ross. Ross still had to deal with the threat of going to jail the entire week. And he's still smuggling in uh, goods that will eventually probably come back to wow, get him. This, this guy's life is saved from prison. And his boy who cuts a leg off makes your top forward rankings over him. 100%. They had good weeks. Ross is still doing illegal activities to keep this boat afloat. And his, he, he says multiple times this episode, his mind is sinking. <laughs> like they are losing money. <laughs> uh, so, no, I'm not playing the guy I mean, who's going in, in fairness, debt. In my Dr. Rankings. Dwight is, is doing illegal activities, too. He's amputating He ain't getting caught, though. He ain't getting caught. Well, Ross is yet to get caught, so that's up in the air. Yeah. Well, Caroline. Caroline yeah. Weak for the books. She, her uncle is, is powerless over her... Uh, Actions. Promiscuity, even though mm. she's not doing anything. Yep. She's uh she's eighteen. Happy birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh she's hanging out with the doctor, and then she bails Ross out, and it's like nothing for her. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, it, she's flexing. She, she's actually someone to reckon with. We're finally seeing. And so I look forward to more action with her on, on the show. So good for her. Yeah, hopefully we don't need more massive time jumps. I think the show can just slow down. 100%. <laughs> At this rate, they're going to be ancient by the time we get to season five. But mm-hmm. uh, that, that's a long way from now. It's like Down Abbey season two. This is a, this is a good episode. We're going to keep it rolling next week with more pool dark. <laughs> Even though yeah. this is a Christmas episode, we're, we're just going to keep plugging along. We got time. Yeah, there's a Downton movie coming out in three months, and it's going to come creeping on us. So I think we got to we got to end the season and then get onto some Downton stuff. Yeah, that's and a, we talked about the Gilded Age. There, there's a lot of uh, material lot in our life right now. So, well, Dave, yes, what, full what, speed ahead. What material has been in your life? Have you been watching anything? Uh, aside from the Succession finale, incredible, so good. Great, great little bumper at the end. I have my issues with with mm-hmm. some of it, but I feel like the show always comes around. But yeah, ace the landing. Yep, loved it. <laughs> um, aside from that, let me look. Did I? We got together and watched the movies. Yeah. But aside from that, uh, not really. Yeah. What about you, Corey? Anything you've been? Well, uh, listeners of the podcast may know that during the thick of quarantine, I watched Sex and the City for six months. I literally one episode a night <laughs> and then mm-hmm. portioned out the movies over multiple nights and the show has come back with the, the new series and just like that they dropped two episodes last Thursday and in case listeners were wondering I watched them and they did not make me happy they actually actively made me feel worse and I wish they did not exist and so we can only go up from there but not enthused about the return of them I was I was I was actually excited about it in the first few minutes and then just it took a turn and I'm just not not liking it not liking it at all. That's a shame. There you have it. Uh, and then also, I have, um, in anticipation of the new Spider-Man movie coming out, I watched the original OG Spider-Man from 2002. Mm-hmm. And uh, the scene that blew my mind is just the wrestling scene with Macho Man Randy Savage as Bone Saw McGraw, mm-hmm. where from the aerial shot, it's taking place at the Park Ave Armory, which is where they have art installations in New York. It's a really prestige like venue. And so they're doing a wrestling show that from what we can understand in the Spider-Man movie, it's real. They're actually fighting. It's not like a work or anything. Kayfabe is dead. <laughs> Kayfabe is dead. Dead. Macho Man, or as Bonesaw, gives two unprotected headshots to Spider-Man with a chair. <laughs> he literally hits him twice in the head with a chair. No protection. Well, this is two thousand. Everyone was doing that to each other. Oh, oh yeah, back in 2002. It was fair game. But I was just like, what is going on? I like that this may be like... Who knows if the rumors are true that Tobey Maguire shows up in the Spider-Man? I like the idea that Macho Man as Bonesaw will enter into the MCU. <laughs> like that would be, it's he, well, it's Batista. Yeah, but he's he's the first that actually puts wrestling in. Mm-hmm. That that, that retroactive. What if he came the out in the, so the multiverse? Oh, Jamie Fox. Macho Man. Macho Man just comes elbow dropping through a portal <laughs> on the Spider-Man. Well, do, the crowd will go do his nuts. move, right? He don't, we don't see what his like finishing move is. No, right? we don't see it. No, no, not enough time with him. <laughs> he is jacked in that movie, by the way. He is he's, oh, he's so a freak. huge. That's rapper <laughs> yeah. era Macho Man. <laughs> yeah. Um, fun movie, by the way. It is. It, it it's two hours, and that's all it needs to be, and it moves so fast, and it it really. It hits still. It's it's cheesy gonna, in a lot of ways. Are you going to watch the Garfield ones? I still haven't seen Amazing Spider-Man 2. I don't think I have any interest in seeing it. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen in theaters, I think. Wow. It's so bloated. Okay. And, but it does have Paul Giamatti as the rhino. You And you saw it with your girlfriend at the time, right? Yep. And she liked it? 
I don't think I don't think either of us liked it. Okay. But I I hated it. Like yeah, it's, right. it's really. It, 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 we'll discuss it in Another some time. fashion. <laughs> Another time. I think it's time for probably us to next this week. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, you know but where we'll, to find. I'll us. say this: yeah. next week we'll we'll pick the winner of the Spotify rap contest. Oh so. yeah. Yeah, we gotta do send that. Send us that, and I know we did get a new uh, Apple Podcast review this week, so I appreciate whoever awesome. it was who sent that. Yeah. So if you have a Spotify Wrapped and you want to send it our way, you're eligible. You'll be entered to win some Lords of Grant the merch from our T Public. Mm-hmm. And if you don't use Spotify, you want to enter this as well. Leave us a five star on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and we will put that in the running too. We'll pull a name out of the hat. Exactly. Otherwise, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, email us at Gmail. More five-star rating review, reviews if you got them. We'll love it. Uh, Podbean website, we got it. Uh, Tee Public, there's merch. You, you know what it is. Mm-hmm. And we'll see you next week. On the Lord's Grantham Podcast. Yeah. Yep. <laughs>